At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Boy, it's been a good Easter season. Amen? I mean, it's, it's still Easter. <laughs> because what Easter means is resurrection. And He's alive and He's well right now. Amen? He's at the right hand of the Father, and He's representing us. Last Easter for 40 days, well, for the whatever services we had in 40 days after Easter, I did a series entitled, What's Next? You might have remembered that, maybe, if you were here. But I just spent those services in May, in April and end of April and May, just talking about what it was like on planet earth after Jesus was resurrected. He was on planet earth for 40 days. And there's a lot actually in scripture that talks about um, what happened, not just in the gospels, but in prophecy, things that were spoken at different times about what happened and what Jesus was doing with his disciples on planet earth. And there's, there's a lot of information not given, but um, you can just imagine what he was doing. And uh, so just tonight, not for the next few weeks, but just tonight, I'm going to share with you some of that and kind of adding a couple other things to it, but I, but I want to share some things regarding what it looked like, what Jesus was doing, and what His purpose was in those 40 days. Um, in, <clears throat> in Acts chapter 1, and verse 1, it says, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He, he had a purpose in those 40 days, and that was to, he, he constantly, I believe, in those 40 days, was reminding them of what their new life was going to really be like without him. It was, he, they were fixing to experience what it was going to be like on planet earth without him in the bodily form, but with the other helper. He, was, he came here to help humanity in the first stage, and then the second stage was the new helper, the Holy Spirit, who now would reside in each of them, and that's why he said for them to tarry until he comes because you don't want to face what's out there without him. 
right? And so his whole purpose was the kingdom of God. I want to I give you some things, some, some thoughts that I believe that God's been saying to me and speaking to me um, in, a, in a number of different things, in a number of different ways He's been showing me this. And what I'm, what I'm fixing to say right now has to do with who we are about as a body, what, what our vision is, what our focus is as a, as, a, as a body of believers that are a part of the church of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Right? But he said in that passage in, John, in, in Matthew 16, in that passage he said, the church has to be built on the redemptive revelation of who he is. The church has to be built on that. If it's not built on the word that way, it doesn't work. Yesterday I wrote some things down just in, uh, there was a number of things that had to do, um, some things I'm not even talking about right now, but just a number of things that as I was listening to God, lately I've been spending more time listening to God than anything else. I feel like there are seasons of of things that take precedence in your life with the kingdom of God. There's the word of God that's above everything else. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not his word, right? There's the spirit of God and the importance of the spirit of God. There's the importance of the meditation of the word, not just the preaching or the hearing of the word. That's vital and it's important. That's where it starts. But then there has to be the time of meditation where you're meditating the word. You're listening to Him through the Word that's in you. You're not listening to Him from the clouds. You're listening to Him from inside of you. It's what's been invested in you. It's the truth of His Word in you. Not the truth of His Word just in your head, but what He wants to get over to you, and and it's for a purpose. And yesterday as I was just listening to him, I I wrote some things down. And this is one of the things that I wrote down. Um, That Jesus was constantly getting his disciples to realize that when a person can't get over something, something that they're hooked on, something they have a habit of, I mean, just, you get right down to it, just plain laziness in life where, where a person doesn't want to be consistent, where you're not consistent, if we're just gut honest, you're lazy. I'm not calling you lazy. I'm saying if a person is not consistent in a certain area, they're lazy. Okay. So we're all lazy in one form or another, so what, what do we do about it? Let's get over it, right? And as I was, as I was meditating, because, because they constantly came at him in his earthly ministry, in the three years of his earthly ministry, 
They constantly came at him with these issues and problems that it appeared like there were no answer to. But in God, there's an answer to everything. Can you say amen? Um, But the issue of a habit, laziness, being hooked on something, the issue is in the soul. The thing that we have to realize is that, I'll I'll ask the question right now, Uh, how, how many people in here tonight, just, just lift your hand. I mean, I'm not looking around to who's not lifting their hand, but just lift your hand. If you're born again, say that's me. If you're born again, okay, you know what being born again means, right? <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know why this is such a big deal to me, but God's made it a big deal to me, but, but I, I meet so many people that don't even really, you know, they, they, they talk about God, they go to church, but when you bring up born again, I can't answer it. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean I'm going to heaven. No, no, I didn't ask you that. It's not an issue about going to heaven if you're born again. But if you're not born again and you don't want to admit it because you don't, because there's too much pride to have to go through the elementary process of, of accepting Jesus, making a confession, believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that there's pride involved in that, and people don't want to do that. They want to keep their own ideas and ways of thinking about God. <clears throat> but your soul, your mind, will, and emotions... Your thinking, the thinking part of you, that's where the problem is. You're addicted to something that you can't get rid of. You have habits that you can't stop. You're lazy and can't get over the laziness. It's in the soul. Yeah, it's your body doing it or allowing it, but it's in your thinking. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it talks about our soul being saved every day. The being saved every day part of your soul is the soul salvation that is continuous and will be as long as you're on planet earth. The third part of you, your body, will be saved at the coming of Jesus or you're face to face. That's where that salvation is. Everybody knows that we will have glorified bodies, correct? And if our salvation is real, I'm saying it if because some people don't believe that it is. If our salvation is real, that's when it, the rubber meets the road. But until then, we got to get rid of some things keeping us in a place of bondage. Keeping us from being able to receive. And how do we do that? Because it's in the soul, then we have to walk it out in our minds, our mind, will, and emotions, through hearing the Word, confessing the Word, meditating the Word, and being a doer of the Word. That will truly set us free from not accomplishing the will of God. 
So many people get to a certain place, but then they fall short. And I believe that Jesus, after the resurrection, was helping his disciples. I mean, think of all the things that they failed at in those three years. We could sit here all night and talk about every one of their failures, especially Peter. Huh? But did Peter overcome? <laughs> he got it. Can you say amen to that? I mean, I mean, think of it. When, when, when we really look at it, and it's not real clear in Scripture, but church history talks about it, many of these guys, it took years. The Apostle Paul, before he was ready for his earthly ministry, it was upwards of about 20 years of the renewing of the mind process, his soul salvation, to prepare him and empower him to be able to teach the Word. You can't teach the Word if you can't get over stuff. Why? Because the devil wear you out. Well, who do you think you are? You just preach that Word and look how ugly you were. Look at the things that you're doing. You're, you're never consistent in anything. I mean, he'll, he'll come and beat you up to the point where you can't overcome that because you're not practicing it on a day-to-day -day basis in renewing your mind. That's what Jesus, I feel like, spent the 40 days reminding them of what he had taught them for three years. Constantly reminding them, remember what I said, remember what I said, remember what I said. What did he, what did, in Acts there, it said that he reminded them he was here to reveal to them about the kingdom of God so you don't spend all your days here on planet earth wasting it, doing all kinds of things that don't matter. I want you to be kingdom-minded thinking about my kingdom being established. What is God's kingdom? It's His way of thinking and doing. I want you to think like me, act like me, operate like me. I want them to talk about you that, well, He's just like that Jesus that He followed. And most of them got it. I mean, you know, in, in the first load, there was about 500 of them. I mean, the initial 12, and then there was 82 that we, that we can count in Scripture. But in, in the first kind of mother load, you know, there was about 500 of them. And we've got evidence that most of them got what we're talking about right here. And you know what that is? You don't quit no matter what happens. You don't throw in the towel no matter what. And the reason you don't quit is because you're empowered by the Word of God and you believe it so that any, anything else you face, that doesn't mean you, you finally top out and you come to a place where you're never moved by anything. No, no, no. No, not as long as you're alive and breathing here. You'll always have the potential to be moved. But the more value that you put on the Word of God, and the more you, are, you value the consistency of the Word, the meditation of the Word. Like I said to you earlier, I've just been meditating the Word a lot lately. Just more meditation than anything. I've just found myself where, where normally I would spend time in my day listening to the Word preached. Not that I'm getting away from that. You have to have that. But right now, it's like I'm meditating more, listening to what God is saying to me with the word that I have inside of me. Does that make sense? 
That's what Jesus was doing with his disciples for those 40 days. Just a couple of accounts. Let's just read it. <clears throat> Mark 16, and verse, just starting with verse 14. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked <laughs> their unbelief and hardness of heart. You know, if I was leaving for good, Eric and I might reminisce over, you know, old times. Boy, it's just been, you know, and he's rebuking him. Hey, get it. You know what I'm saying? He's rebuking them. Why? Because he knew what it was going to take to overcome. I feel like every day of my life, that I'm getting, I feel right now I'm in a, in a flow because of the meditation. I, I, I'm, I'm in this mindset of I want to go, I, I don't know what deeper means, I just want to go deeper with Him. I, I want to believe this more than I ever have. I don't want to miss an opportunity to minister life to somebody that comes across my path. I don't want to miss a thing with where His kingdom is concerned. And you know where that starts? With the people that are closest to you. Sometimes we ignore the people closest to us. I'm saying tonight, you need to be making sure that what God is revealing to you, what He's showing you day to day, it, it is it's being renewed and, and, and it's working and it's cleansing your soul, but you're able to apply it. I want something that I can apply that works, that I'm convinced that it works. I want that more than ever before. And I don't want it trying to force it. I know I'm kind of talking all emotional or whatever. I'm not talking, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at it like that on a day-to-day -day basis trying to make something happen. Because when you meditate the Word and you listen to Him, what happens is you learn to enter into this place of rest, and that's what He was teaching His disciples. I want you to enter into this place with me where you believe me. You believe my word and you know what my word will do for you. And they begin to catch it. All through the book of Acts, we see time and time and time and time again. We see people raised from the dead. We see people that had impossibilities healed, right? We, we, time and time and time again, we see things manifest just like they did in Jesus' ministry. Well, it's no different than for us. We're no different than the 12. They were called to what they were called to. You're called to what you're called to. I'm, I'm, I'm not Paul. I'm not Peter. But they're no different than you and I because in this dispensation of time, he's no respecter of people. He's a respecter of faith. People that trust him. Can you say amen? So here he rebukes them and he said, for their hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe 
will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly, anything deadly, it will, it, it will by no means hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven, sat down at the right hand of the Father, and they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Signs followed them as they believed the word of God. Well, you know what? Today, we don't have Jesus to come and sit with us at a table and rebuke us. But we have the word of God and the spirit of God that will rebuke us. If you're rebukable, <laughs> if, if you're open to be rebuked, signs and wonders can follow your life. I'm talking about being rebuked from God. You know, the rebuke of somebody in the natural in a person's life is the last resort. Some people are real quick to rebuke and you need to do all the, no, 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 no. No, you need to hear the word and you need to learn how to receive rebuke from God through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And it'll do the same thing it did for them face to face. But what was he rebuking them about? That they didn't believe the others that told them that they saw Jesus. They didn't believe it. So they, were, they, they, they heard a report, but they didn't believe it because they didn't see it. And all he was trying to get over to them was, if you live your life having to see it before you believe it, destruction. And you know what? That hasn't changed to this day. That's what he was telling his disciples. That's what he's telling us today. Can you say amen to that? Matthew 28 and verse 18. Uh, verse 16. Matthew 28, 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and he spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to say to you, in all the study that I've done from this right here, he was not talking about baptizing people in water. He was talking about immersing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The word baptize there is to immerse. There in that passage, it was not baptize. It had, the connotation there was not of water. It was the immersing of the revelation of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus told Peter he said, on this rock, when Peter said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God, he said, on this rock I'll build my church that the gates of hell will not prevail against. And that's what he was releasing them. They released to the next group and all the way down to 2023 in Kerrville, Texas, we've been released to ha operate in that authority to go and make disciples, but you've got to believe it first. See, you and I have to have the understanding of God's Word first so that we can make disciples. You can't make disciples if you don't believe it.
What you'll do is you'll make disciples out of your thoughts and your ideas. We don't want that. We want everything that has to do with God. He said, he said baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. See ya. Hmm? But he told them before all that, and in the passage in Acts, he told them that, and, and several times during his three years of ministry, it'll profit you that I go away. If I don't go away, I can't send the other helper. I'm going to send you another helper to help you in everything you need. And, and we know this around here. We know we've come to a place where we realize we have to have help. Amen? I can't make it without help. And I'm talking about the help from the Holy Ghost revealing truth to me and empowering me and setting me in a place where I can overcome every situation. Remember the three things that I mentioned in the beginning? That I, that I can overcome every addiction. I can overcome every habit. I can overcome every form of laziness in my life in any way, shape, or form. If you read the book of Proverbs, laziness is a big deal. It's a huge deal. And you and I have to get over it, but you'll never get past being lazy in, in an area. You, you, may, you may have no forms of laziness in any area of your life except this or that. We, we need to be free of that, but the only way to get free of that is through the things that I'm talking about tonight. The hearing of the Word, the confessing of the Word, the meditation of the Word, and doing that Word on a day-to-day -day basis, renewing my mind so that I think like God, I operate like God, and I see his kingdom established. You can be born again and not be a kingdom advancer. You're not advancing the kingdom. Again, define the kingdom. It's God's way of thinking and doing. You can be born again and not advancing his way of thinking. I know born again people that believe all kinds of crazy things. I mean crazy things. And they're born again. They've made a confession. They know it. They're confident of it. But they're not daily renewing their minds. They're not daily active in their soul being saved. It's vital. It's where we're at today. It's the greatest day. I, I say this all the time, but it is the greatest day for the church to be alive. And I'm telling you, you've got a lot to do in knowing that your soul is being saved every day. I didn't say your spirit, man. I said your soul, your mind, being renewed day by day. You've got a lot to do in that. And then to be open because of what's working in your life to minister life to other people in whatever way God's leading you to minister to people. So many times... When you've gotten victory in a certain area, the people that you're ministering to, they have no clue what you're talking about. They're not ready for your God. They're just ready for love. Hmm? And it takes faith to love some people. Right? A lot of people, they just need your loving first. Just accepting them. Hmm? How do you love them? Talk their language. 
So you got to know some things about other stuff that's going on in the world except the Bible, you know. you got to know a few things so you can talk to people because they're not going to talk Bible when they don't know anything about him. But they'll talk basketball or whatever it is that you need to talk. They'll talk that for a season until you pull them in. And it's usually, it's usually when they say to me, so what do you do? You know? So what, what is it that you do? And I always start with just public relations. They say, what? I say, yeah, I'm in public relations. What does that mean? Well, I deal with the public. And he goes, oh. Or I had another guy say that. And he didn't ask me another question about it for a long time. So he just knew I was in public relations. He still wasn't ready for my God. They got to be ready for your God, and you got to know that. You preach something, you'll run them away. So you're being led by the Spirit and drawing them in, and that's what Jesus was trying to get over to his disciples, and that's why he said what he said to them. All authority, all dominion, all power given to me, I'm giving it to you. I'm out of here. Bye. And for 40 days, he drove that point home in their lives, and he, through the word that I'm preaching to you, And some things that I've got in the days ahead. I told you a couple of weeks ago, I've got a series starting, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. I've got a series starting that I don't even have the exact title, but it's on just every form of relationship that we have in life. Just on relationships. And God's given me some things about that that you need to hear about us winning the world. Because God is teaching us how to take the whole world. He, does, he, he, he will not be satisfied until everybody's saved and everybody comes to the knowledge of the truth. He won't be satisfied. So we've got a lot to do. We've got a lot to do and we've got a lot to learn. And we've got to, a lot to acquire from the Word of God through the Holy Spirit so that it changes us every day every day, so that we don't get discouraged and quit. When people quit the Word and hearing the Word and meditating the Word, when they pull back from that, they're pulling back from their life source. And I'm here every week, Wednesday and Sunday, to make sure that you get Word that's going to draw you to Him, to believe in Him, to renew your mind, and to overcome addictions, habits, and laziness. So, we're not addicted people except to the Word. huh? We're not people with habits except our habits in, in, in being faithful to the things of God, and we're not lazy people. How many say amen to that? That's a good thing. Glory to God. Revelation 5, and I'm going to, well, I have this passage in one verse. I'm going to read to you. Revelation 5 and verse 8. Jesus was constantly reminding his disciples of their new purpose on earth. 
It was be to advance the kingdom without him, without him in fleshly form, but with him in spirit. Same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, same spirit that lives in you and I. Can you say amen? Revelation 5 and verse 8. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden boughs of incense, which are the prayers of the saints, and they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God. Everybody say, I'm a king, I'm a priest. We are kings and we are priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. Who, who, who's, who's verbalizing this? This is the Apostle John in heaven, seeing this in heaven. Okay? And he's saying, and we shall reign on the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. What does that mean? Millions and millions. That's what it means. It's like he didn't have the words to, you know, say what he was trying to say. 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice. Worthy is the Lamb who is slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Worthy is the Lamb who is slain for who? Right? Raise your hand for you and me. Right? Worthy. There, there, there were 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying, can, can you imagine what that sounded like? <laughs> Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power for us, riches for us, wisdom for us, strength for us, honor for us, glory for us, blessing for us. That's what Jesus was getting over to his disciples. That's what he was telling them. You're here to advance my kingdom. I came here for you. You think about it. You think about everything that you and I face every day, okay? Power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. No, wait a minute. John said that he did this for us. And what we have at our disposal today 
living in this town in Texas, on planet Earth, we have power, we have riches from Him because of what He did, we have wisdom, we have strength, we have honor, we have glory, we have the blessing of God, the empowerment of God on everything in our life. There's not anything we can't do. Not anything. Everything that you will ever face is covered in all of that. So whatever you face in the form of addictions or habits or laziness or anything else, all of it's swallowed up in this as we are receiving it day to day. We're renewing our minds to it day to day. We're embracing it day to day. You you don't even have to be good at it. That, that, that That ought to encourage a lot of people. You don't even have to be good at getting over being lazy. If that's a habit in your life, just being lazy concerning a specific thing, and God wants you rid of that in your life, it may take you a while. But if you just stay with it, you'll get it. If you just don't quit, you'll get it. And all along, when his disciples wanted to quit, wanted to give up, give in, And at the end of his earthly ministry, right before his crucifixion, they all left. Right before he was going on the cross and before he died, they all forsook him. They all turned their back on him. And I believe that had to happen so that now, on this side of the cross, every time we want to quit... We have the power to not. Every time we want to give in to temptations, we have the strength to not. Every time that, that lack or something in my life tries to get the best of me, no, 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 I have the riches from heaven. Can you say amen? Every time that I feel like I don't know what to do in a given situation, no, 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 I have the wisdom of God because of what he did. He said, any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to every person freely and doesn't withhold if you ask. So if you know to ask and you keep on asking and you keep thanking him and you keep learning how to revert to the wisdom of God instead of what your head is screaming out in a given situation, you keep doing that, it'll become a part of you. And if you don't quit, you'll win. And I'm going to say it again, you don't even have to be doing it good. Just do it. I've said this many times, the only difference in me and a lot of people I know, I just didn't quit. A lot of people that my wife and I were friends with when we were first married and our children were just babies and we were raising our kids, a lot of them are gone, divorced and, and, and separated and went their, their, their different ways. Only difference in them and us, we had the opportunity to divorce or get rid of our lifestyle or whatever we were doing. We just didn't quit. Amen. Only difference. God didn't love us more than those people or anything else. We just didn't quit. Why? Because we stayed with the Word. Even when it didn't seem like it was working, even when it seemed like 
The circumstances were overwhelming in different situations that we faced. We just stayed with the word. And there were times it wasn't pretty. There were ugly situations that happened, but we stayed with the word. We didn't give up on the word. And when you don't give up on the word, you will prevail. You will prevail if you don't give up on the word. I'm just saying this again, Sandy. I just have to talk about my good friend Dan. And Dan just didn't quit the word. Amen? And he's in heaven. He's in a great place. But he didn't quit the word. And even though there were times it wasn't pretty and there was times it was tough and difficult and all those kind of things, he didn't quit the word. And when he stepped over, he saw something and embraced something that he had already embraced. But he embraced it to a new level because he didn't quit the word. I, I, that's the one thing I can say about Dan. He didn't quit the word. Circumstances tried to get him to quit the word or back off from things, but he didn't quit. And that's what God's looking for in you and me. Because we can get better at how we present ourselves, how we hear the voice of God, how we overcome and help others overcome. We can get better all the time if we just don't quit the word. Can you say amen to that? And I want to encourage you with this last verse, that you have this working on your behalf. (laughs) Wow. You know, John's vision in heaven, Jesus was reading that scroll And he was reading the prayers of the saints. He was looking at the prayers of the people. And this verse of Scripture reminds me, it reminded me of that. I I threw it in here tonight because I feel like God was just reminding me of how much that we've got working on our behalf. And it's Psalm 103 and verse 20. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, Heeding the voice of his word. They don't heed all voices. You know, God bless people and their stories and all the things about angels. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to, somebody's had some experience with an angel and they believe it was an angel. I'm not going to shoot that down or anything else. But a lot of people's ideas about angels you can't find in the word. And what you find in the word, throughout the word, is what this verse talks about that they excel in strength, they do His Word, and they heed the voice of His Word. Did I just preach to you His Word? Uh huh. And if you embrace that and you receive that and you apply that, those angels are working on your behalf. So it's not just you and me and the Word and the Holy Ghost. That's enough. But He's got these host of angels working on our behalf, heeding the voice of the word that we put out there. That's why we don't quit confessing and declaring the word of God and praying the word of God, meditating on the word of God so that we keep speaking the word of God and the angels are out there making sure that it comes to pass. I I mean, I think I just preached a win-win. 
I mean, you can't lose with what I'm talking about tonight. You cannot lose if you don't quit, no matter if it even looks like you may be losing. You can't lose if you don't quit. And all of heaven is backing it up, and all the angels of God are backing up the words that you're speaking on a day-to-day basis. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.